What's up, everybody? Today we are talking about Monique's rant against Netflix. All that and more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. Mmm. Getting a little Erica Badu right now. <laughs> I see you, Jeff. Getting a little, you know, yeah. getting a little see my white boy on. I see you. Little bit my white boy dance. You're, 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 you're remembering. Jeff picked this song, everybody. I did. Surprise, did. surprise. <laughs> Love Erica. That's right. That's yeah. right. A lover, lover of Erica Badu. I know. His <laughs> motivational you know. song for swim practice, guys. That's but right. But y'all didn't know that. Well, welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week, everybody. I'm your host, Daryl Kristen. Joining me today is the beautiful Courtney Stewart. Yeah, I get to be beautiful today. I you love are when you beautiful. say that, Daryl. Right. Thank you. I got <laughs> You're real excited about this. So excited. So excited to be here. Also joining us today, who I've not had the pleasure of doing a show with, That's is true. Jeff Graham, because uh, Jesse no. Jandy is out. So yes, it's, it's bad. You're in the it's house. Bad. And he, like I said, he picked the track today. So. I did, yeah. What's up, guys? Jeff Graham here. If you find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. Daryl, it's funny. We've been working together for years. This right. is our Never first time. On show. Hosting this is together. Hey, this is hey, the first hey. time. We'll no pressure. No pressure. Hopefully it goes okay. <laughs> None right. at all. Well, adding to the beauty today I are know. two very spectacularly beautiful women yes. in here. We have Keisha Denise and also... So, Telly Swift from Wags on E joining us. ATL Wags. Excited to have you guys. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having us. And you are glowing. How how pregnant are you? Very pregnant. I'm 38 weeks. Wow. We have eight people in studio, or seven people in studio today. Yes, we do. I can't count at all. Six people in studio. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, you should really think Right. Where are you going to? Right. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you guys in here talking about hot topics with us today. Oh, for sure. We're excited to be here. And we're going to get into some nitty gritty about your show, too, a little bit later once we go through the topics, Mm -hmm. because everybody's talking about this show. Yes. I can't wait to get into all the juicy details about it. Oh, for sure. We can't wait to tell. <laughs> 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 like, all right. All right, Courtney, what you got for us today? All right, we're going to start off the top of the show with the positive, like Woo. we like to these days. We had the Oscar noms come out this week. Tiffany Haddish and Andy Serkis or gave it to us on Tuesday morning. Yep. yep like 5 o'clock in the morning, and we found out some very exciting things. For me, the most exciting one was that Jordan Peele got nominated Mm, for Get Out as the director, and that is like enormous and huge and fantastic, and I wasn't expecting it, so that's why I was kind of excited, super excited about that one. Um, We have a Mudbound cinematographer. Her name is Rachel Morrison. Shout out to all the women. Time's up, y'all. We got a woman cinematographer that has been nominated for an Oscar, and she did a beautiful job. If y'all haven't seen Mudbound, Please get on Netflix and watch it. It is a really, really beautiful movie. So, and that was for me, it wasn't a surprise because I thought she deserved it, but like I was surprised because women cinematographers don't often get nominated. It's true. So, first one. First one. So that's awesome. Um, Greta Gerwig, also female director, finally got nominated. I guess Natalie Portman's little comment at the uh, Golden Globes and <laughs> everybody like, okay, girl, we heard you. All right, we're going to give somebody, we're going to give a woman director a nomination. So she got that. And of course, our brother Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel got nominated for a leading actor because, I mean... When does he not get nominated I mean, like, yes, for Denzel. what he does? I mean, he delivers <laughs> every performance. Have y'all seen Roman J. Israel? Not. Anybody? I have. Yes. Did you I like have. it? I did like it. You, you guys saw it. it. I saw it. I liked did you enjoy it. it? You loved it? See? He's been serving us love for about 35 years now, y'all. He's the male Meryl, I would say. 
He's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty close. Yeah, he's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. for he sure. He still wasn't nominated for Malcolm X, but we ain't talking about that because yeah. it was wow, 2018. Is that true? <laughs> yes, Jeez. we ain't mad about that at all. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Mary J. Blige pulled down that, that was Oscar nom, y'all. No, not only did she pull down the one for supporting actress, but she also got the one for um, best original song yeah. for the song "Mighty River" that she did for Mudbound. Yeah. So, congratulations to her, because girl, we know you've been going through it with that fool. <laughs> well, right. the funny so, thing 2018 is got you winning anyway. That's the one that I was most surprised about the supporting actress. Really? For Mary J. Even more than Get Out for me. Um, she, I figured she would probably get it for the soundtrack because I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, right. I mean, Mary slays it down every time. Yeah. But I was surprised that they gave her that that nomination. I was even though her performance was spectacular. It was but spectacular. I was surprised that they right. gave it to her. I was too, because obviously she deserved it. But it's just not usually the kind of performance they award. Right. You know, so yeah. it's, it's awesome. I think yeah. it's, I really like the nominations God. this year. I was excited. And just so in the same category, uh, Best Supporting Actress with Mary J. Blige is also Octavia Spencer. Why can't I talk today? Octavia <laughs> Spencer <laughs> for The Shape of Water, which yeah. some people were actually surprised about because they didn't really like see that. I think Octavia's kind of become like a darling of the Academy yeah. also. I think and so that's too. why yeah. she got nominated. So either way, she did a great job and we're excited about it. And Shape of Water, also, if you haven't seen that movie, got 13 nominations. I mean, it's nominated. Though. Film there. I, I it's it amazing. Yeah. It was really well done. And oh, also, del Toro. Oh my god. Sorry. Yes. I just had a no. I appreciate that because I was actually going to pull that in at another point too. But he is super dope. Um, but also in the original song, we have Common along with Diane yep. Warren because they did the song "Stand Up for Something" for Marshall, which I realized I didn't see. A lot of people didn't. I didn't see <laughs> it. I remember great. waiting no, it was, for it to I heard come it was out. Great. Yeah. But it was one of those movies that, it, the, first of all, the uh, PR for it and the yeah. marketing for it was horrible right. because it kind of came and went. You know, it was, you heard yeah. about it. It was I heard big, that it was coming, you know, and then somehow, up, and then, I, yeah, when yeah. it came, I didn't yeah. realize I it or whatever. Saw the premiere and then saw him on a view, and it was done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like nothing ever happened. It went away. Yeah, yeah. But you said away. it's excellent. It's, it's a, great. Yeah, I, I want to see it because when I saw the nomination, I was like, shoot, I never saw that, and I wanted to. So go back to it, y'all. Yeah. Still support it anyway. Andy Reese actually for Mudbound, she didn't get the director nod that I mm. really wanted her to get. Yes, but she did get best adapted screenplay um, for Mudbound, so she's still up for an award too. And obviously, there's many others, but those are some highlights because we always support everybody that's black. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody. But no, it was really exciting and it was kind of great to see that like the diversification that they've been doing in the academy seems to be working because there were some Mm -hmm. interesting and surprising nominations that came out of it. So I'm excited. I would have loved to have seen D Reese get a director nom. I would have I kid you not, I would have fell out in the flow, started praising Jesus and put it on Instagram. I kind of put it on Instagram. I I literally like when I saw I haven't seen everything, everything yet, but I've seen most of the stuff. Yeah. And I'm Mudbound, y'all. So good. Was beautiful and just like well done in ways I just didn't expect because going into it I was like, okay, here we right. go. They got Mary J. Blige. I don't know what this is going to be. I it was fantastic. It. It's on Netflix. Netflix, y'all. Watch sure. Yeah, watch it tonight. Have you seen a lot of the Oscar nominated movies? Well, a few. Not mm-hmm. Mudbound. Not my bound. Not, Not my bound. bound. I haven't yeah. seen that, but I heard lots of things about it. Yeah, yeah. It's good. So definitely check it out. Well, what I'm Netflix. excited about really with the is the the Get Out portion because I was a, obviously a fan of that movie, like most people. But to me, it changes the game because it's not the typical movie that would be highlighted oh, for at sure. the Oscars. Right. So Absolutely. this is a game changer for that. And did you guys hear about uh, the thing that went on with uh, Octavia Spencer with um, Jessica Chastain? Yes, How? which we're going to talk about oh, because okay. it totally right, matches me, in with me, our next story. Okay, well let me not skip that. So because we were talking about skip. Netflix and we're about to start talking about people getting paid, y'all, Monique been everywhere for the last like five <laughs> days just running off at the mouth again. 
So, okay, so basically it started out that we found out that basically she was brought an offer by Netflix to do a comedy special, and they offered her $500,000. Well, she threw her wig back and said, excuse me, I'm sorry, <laughs> what? You said $500,000? Are you out your damn mind? Do you know who I am? I am the most decorated comedian in the history of the world. How you gonna offer me $500,000? And it turns out that other comedians, like Amy Schumer, received $13 million for her Netflix specials, and that's then... Yeah. Honey, that's a huge gap. <laughs> and then uh, Chris Rock Chris and Rock. Uh, 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 Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle uh, received like 19 and a half, basically $20 yeah. million dollars for their special. So she was like, I'm sorry, I know y'all got some money in the bank. Y'all got to do better than that. So apparently there was a little bit of, comp- she says that she went back like, I can't take that. And they wouldn't speak to her about it. And there was some drama in mm. the mix. Basically, she said they eventually rescinded the offer altogether. Um, and then she has since... She did a first video saying, y'all need to boycott Netflix, you know. So all the people, she was telling our our people, (laughs) we need to boycott Netflix. Our people was like, Monique, no. Nah. <laughs> uh, nah, yeah, nah, again. Right? Like, we love you, but no, nah, this is not going to happen. What's going to happen when you can't Netflix and chill? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So it was sort of like, <laughs> it was. it's kind of sad because you're kind of like, girl, I feel you, but I don't think I'm going to give up my Netflix. So yeah. then she continued because she did she an did. appearance on um, Sway in the Morning yep. where uh, she was being interviewed about everything and Whatnot, and that's when she sort of went into depth about the amounts that she was given. And we found out later that Wanda Sykes apparently was only offered two hundred fifty thousand dollars. There's a lot of back and forth about you know whether or not she has a standing to like command any kind of real money because at this point she kind of been blackballed for like the last what has been five years. It was what twenty ten. Oh, was it twenty ten? I think so. This has almost been a decade. That's a long time. So it's been some years. She's kind of been out of the game, but she's still made some movies along the way um, but they she basically ended up saying that she felt like she couldn't take that because then what does that say to you know people like Tiffany Haddish like coming right. along to Netflix like oh well Monique took $500,000 then you should take $500 mm-hmm. or you should take you know $200,000 so she has a point but the backlash against Monique for even speaking about this and requesting that anybody even consider boycotting Netflix is insane and a lot of it's coming from our people. So I don't know how y'all feel about that, but uh, she's bringing up a point that sure. makes perfect sense. Black women are at the bottom of the pay scale. We already know there's a pay gap with male and female. Black females are on the bottom of that pay gap. So she brought it up. She feels like she should bring it to her attention, and she's saddened by the fact that we are reacting the way we are to her. And we ain't gonna talk about the fact that she still went and brought up her situation with Lee and yeah, Oprah. All over I think again. her like relevancy is kind of like played out. No, no offense. Yeah. How so, would you tell it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. I feel like her money offer was low, but at the same time, her relevancy has been gone for such a long time yeah. that. That's probably why she got offered such a low amount compared yeah. to someone that was like, so relevant. Right. And even if Tiffany Hash did get an offer, I don't think their offer would be the same. She's at the top of her game. Right. I mean, you can't say that just because she could take some less, like Telly was saying. I mean, hey, you might not have the resume right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Netflix right. Is making it. I can't stop Netflix and chill. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. That's why I got like this in the first place. <laughs> That's what she was doing. <laughs> right. She was getting her Netflix and chill. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I ain't mad at you. Uh, well, do you guys think we would be more supportive of 
a boycott if it came from a Tiffany Haddish or from I'm trying to think of another black female comedian at this point because the point still remains black females artists are lowballed right. period right. Sure. and That's which you point. brought up earlier we're about to bring up the story with Octavia Spencer yeah. and um Jessica Chastain, Jessica Chastain, who is uh, in Molly's Game. Molly's Game. They basically have come together. They packaged a movie, a comedy that they want to do mm-hmm. at the end of the year. The movie, this movie sold, but in the course of them dealing with the packaging and the conversation about who's going to get what, whatever, Jessica Chastain learned that black women get paid hella less money than wow. anything, and she went into the negotiation saying, absolutely not, we're going to get the same, yeah. and she ended up being able to get Octavia Spencer five times what her yeah. asking she salary normally yeah. is. So we don't know what that amount is, but it's still sort of the discrepancy exists, and it's not just because of Netflix and comedy. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, I think that kind of goes along with Time Out movement. It's pretty much like, watch out for my sister. Yeah. I think that's more of what we should be doing instead of boycotting a network or something in that sort. I think we should go about it a little more smarter and strategic. Mm. Like, we're just watching out for each other. Let's stand together. And if we walk into any project standing together and demanding equally together, then maybe we can break out, break some seals or break some glass here. Do you think in this particular situation, like somebody like a Dave Chappelle or a Chris Rock should say something back to Netflix like, hey, you guys gave us this amount of money. Absolutely. Give Monique this amount of money. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a black man to stand yeah. behind, again, it strengthened numbers. Yeah. So Absolutely. If, we did have, if they did have someone to stand behind them, but do it smart. Yeah. And I actually love Monique. I think she's hilarious. Yeah. I just think it's been such a long gap for her. Yeah. So at the same time, you got to put that into consideration. You yeah. do. And, and I think people are also having a problem with the way that she's comparing herself to certain projects as well because she has yes. said, you know, hey, I did, you know, Amy Schumer did Snatched and it made 45 million and I did Almost Christmas and it made 42 million. She's like, you know, there's why why am I getting a yeah. less amount and when she said that movie only was gross or it only had a 17 million dollar budget but it grossed 42 million. But then now the report saying that actually the it, deal was done before the deal was Snatch done before came Snatch out. Came it was done out. based on her train wreck her train wreck movie, which, which made, made like 141 million based yeah, off of a 35 million dollar budget. budget. So it was like a 70 million dollar yeah, budget. Yeah, so you can't so, really compare plus, that. Almost and Christmas. Almost Christmas is a star. It's, an it's, it's not star. like Monique it's an was the, I mean, the main. She's a, a key member of the a, a cast member, but that had several people that also were going to draw to that. Right. Yeah. She's so. like, I was an extra in the Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where the argument gets a little gray. You know, that's what oh, my gray. oh my gosh! What you got, Anthony? I would just like to comment on this real quick, and then also uh, ask a question at the end. Uh, so. Um, the way I'm seeing it, either this is very genius or this is very, like, um, I don't know, not so smart on her game. Because, like, uh, in a sense, it's like, you know, you're not really relevant right now. So doing this Netflix special, although they are lowballing you, will get your relevance up. Sure. But at the same time, causing this kind of scandalous thing going on, um, that also uh, ups her relevance. But it's also at the same time kind of shooting herself in the foot because it's like, don't. Don't, you know, bite the hand that feeds you in a sense. Yeah. And also, don't you guys see a little bit of correlation of this and also what happened with Tyrese as how it's being, how she's going about it? Because I think it'd be a a smarter way to, like, in a sense, how you guys brought up, you know, uh, go ask, go uh, uh, 
uh, hit up uh, Dave Chappelle and also I think she should have did that private. Yeah, private. yeah. 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 yeah and that yeah. would have helped her. Yeah. yeah, but she's burned. That's a problem. She's burned all her bridges. Right. Yeah, right. I don't even yeah, know if there's a black celebrity slash entertainer that yeah. would have pull with Netflix that would will be willing to, to sort of do yeah. that for her because she is say what you want about Lee Daniels and that Oprah situation and all of that. Like, and you are allowed to come from where you coming from and feel like you were slighted and all of that and speak up for yourself. But you can speak up for yourself without trying to destroy and bash the other people sure. involved right. in the situation. So, yeah. and knowing that going forward, I wouldn't want to ally with I her would. because you right. don't know when she's going to turn Explode. on you. Exactly. You know, and, and, and we all got kids to feed. We got so checks. We got to get them checks. We got to get them checks. Get them checks. Get them checks. If she was actually strategic, <laughs> she should have took that $500,000. Absolutely. Did the special. Made sure, like, it was busted amazing. her butt to make sure it was amazing and, and successful. Yeah. But and not even that, because she probably couldn't get that at this point. She could have taken that $500,000 special, done it, and made herself relevant as her creative self yes. again. Absolutely. And then when you come with that, you got something to bargain with. Because at this point, nobody even cares that she's amazing at what she does right. anymore. Absolutely. You got to make them see that again. Yeah, I still would have tried to get a little back-end yeah. deal, though. I'd have been like, listen, I'll take this 500 but if I get this amount of viewership, Absolutely. I get this amount of money, yeah. and you renegotiate that. Absolutely. That's what I would have done. You always, versus, even if you know. get blackballed, that's your, your, that's your hand you play. You always exactly. get a yeah. minute to negotiate if mm-hmm. you do, if you prove yourself. Everybody yeah. has to prove themselves. Car- Absolutely. Car- Carly yeah. B talked about proving herself. Yeah. Absolutely. Wrong. Yeah. We all do. I Anthony, agree. did you say something? Because I heard you trying to chime in. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, yeah. Um, Cardi B, yeah, she don't dance no more. Yeah, exactly. yeah she makes money moves. <laughs> That's right. That's the other lesson, too, of this specific business. Like, you never know when you're going to be in the position again looking for a job because you're only as good as the project that you are are working on and that you have coming next and right now you ain't got nothing next Monique girl and now you're trying to make me not have nothing either on Saturday night (laughs) but we're going to move on from this topic Uh, good luck Monique we wish you the best if I could help I wish I could but I really can't but good luck Um, so another sister in the news this week Miss Erica Badu I love her. That's I've my loved girl. her my whole, <laughs> I love her. my whole teenage love life into my adult life. So Erica did an interview with Vulture, and it was published on Wednesday, and it freaked everybody out. Because essentially the the soundbite that they are taking and running it around the world is that she basically said that there's good in everybody. I saw good in Hitler. Hitler was a good painter. He had a rough childhood. So essentially that's what they took. And then she went on to also say that, you know, her feelings about Bill Cosby, that she still like, you know, loves him and appreciates him, even though what he did was awful. And she has, you know, sensitive to the women that he put those in those positions. But she still values what he did for the culture and what he did for people. Um, this, of course, you know you mentioned Hitler, y'all. It's over. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little tough. It's over, and it ran around yep. the world, and everybody's like, she likes Hitler? She thinks Hitler's a good person? What is going on? Who is Erica Badu? Like, what? Obviously, this was taken out of a full yep. conversation, right. which actually was a conversation about Louis Farrakhan that sort of evolved into where she was obviously grabbing for an example of, like, an awful person and trying to find the <laughs> yeah. good in somebody. But I feel like... Su- 
too, also, like, no one knows what anyone goes through yeah. and what the deeper-rooted issue is yeah. at the end of the day and what made him be like that, that's you know? True. So, but that's what she was trying to say. And that's what she was trying to say. Yeah, that's what she was trying to say. As she said, as a parent, I couldn't imagine my kids being raised by someone else and treated poorly. Yeah. 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 have Absolutely. a child, you can't imagine someone treating them bad. That's true. So, I mean, like, she was really trying to come from a different place. She and like was. you right. said, have that in art, but it just, yeah, it you can't work with that name. That name is like... Yeah. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Exactly. There's Which, a list of three people that you never say. You know that soundbite no matter what you it's say. Gonna it's say you yeah. just never defend Hitler. Yeah, yes. no. <laughs> and she didn't respond early this morning. She tweeted out, she said, quote, in trying to express a point, I used one of the worst examples possible. Not to support the cruel actions of an unwell psychopathic Adolf Hitler, but to only exaggerate a show mm-hmm. of compassion. Which makes perfect sense. I'm going to just bring this up because I couldn't have time to put this story in. But I love how everybody is real mad about Hitler, which you should be because Hitler sucked and was a horrible human being. But somehow we are fine with an entire government body in Virginia doing a ceremony to celebrate the life and tribute to Stonewall Jackson. Who, as far as I'm concerned, is fucking Hitler. I said it and I'm done. And we didn't have time to really put that story in and it didn't really go with the flow. You got claps. I just want (laughs) to... Because I think we, and I don't want y'all out there getting that sound about it, talking about, you know, Hitler should, Hitler should be despised and disgusting and horrible and all of that, too. In the same way that there's a whole bunch of people that we be supporting and thinking is positive in this country, and they are equally as horrible and disgusting as Hitler, and we just look like sideways at it. You mean like our current president? But okay, sorry. Yeah, right. Did I say that? Did I accidentally slip out? Did you compare sip, Cheetos sip, to oh, I, Hitler? I don't know. No, did I do that? No, <laughs> no I, I never said a name. Anyway, just something to think about. You know, I'm gonna ask one question just because you, you're the only white one in here right now. I'm, I'm ready. That's why I'm here. Okay, that's my people, here. My so people finally you. need a platform. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have been. You know, I love him. <laughs> no, I can't I even. I don't even have a comeback for that one. <laughs> You've been. But technically, it's a question for the room. But starting here, do you think that the reason that we overlook Stonewall Jacksons and Robert E. Lee's mm-hmm. and still have these statues up and think they're great because nobody can pinpoint slavery on just one person the Ooh. same way that the Holocaust can be pinned on mm, that's a good point. himself. So you think Absolutely. it's just because it's spread so. among? Mm-hmm. It's too many of them. We can't. Yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting point. I think too. The, and in reference to your people specifically. Yeah, yeah. I think, too, with the South, and you're from the South, too, I'm so from you can the speak South. to this. Yes, honey. I think, like, because of the economic collapse that mm-hmm. happened with the emancipation of slavery, there's a lot of, like, bitterness that still hasn't been let go. Mm-hmm. So I think people claim to symbols they shouldn't be because of that, kind okay. of. But I also, that's a really interesting point of there's not a single scapegoat for slavery yeah. no. where there really is for the Holocaust. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we went to war over it. So I, literally, no, like, yeah. I mean, literally. Yeah. So I, you can't pinpoint it. Yeah. It's no, it's no blame game. No. So, no so we don't get to blame nobody or be mad <laughs> at nobody. The whole thing. <laughs> huh. I'm not mad Absolutely. about that at all. You gotta write a book. No, I can, see, I can see that you're not. I, no, it really <laughs> <laughs> You give me the side eye over there. I'm like, <laughs> you know, because you read that article with Erica, and like, I get that that's just not an example to use just because it's too much for people in sure. general. Yeah. But I got her point. Yeah. But I just find it interesting how strongly people come out about that, but don't come out the same about, like, because we've been arguing about these, take down these statues, and right. why the hell is Robert right. E. Lee still on the side of Stone Mountain, Georgia, in Atlanta? Like, in the park. Why are we still wearing, like, why are we still even arguing about that? If we can say Hitler did these horrible things, 
the shit that Hill only had twenty years to do horrible shit. Right. Them people oh. had hundreds of years to do horrible shit. Mm-hmm. I, well. It, my opinion with this is that things ha- have been slowly changing culturally just overall. So those things that we've been arguing about for years or, or, or haven't been acknowledged, now people are paying more attention to mm-hmm. it now because we as black people are a little bit more in the come up. You know? And I mean, we, have like, we have a voice. bigger voice. And, yeah. and they're paying more attention to things that we're saying. So no. it's becoming a little bit more relevant and important. Unfortunately, it's taken all this time for it to get to this place. But... Baby steps. We're here. We're getting there. We're still not there, yeah. but we're getting there. So I think that that's really what it is. I, I think the majority of I don't want to talk for white folks, but I think that they never <laughs> really cared <laughs> about these topics before because yeah. they didn't have to. Yeah, and now they kind of have to. And it used to be kitchen table talk. Now it's universal right. Now talk. it's universal yeah. talk. Yeah. It's platform talk. It's platform so talk. That's, that's why right. we're yeah. having that discussion. Well, when you yeah. think about, it, I mean, civil rights really is only like fifty years. Hell old. yeah! I mean, it's not that old. That's why when people be like, "Y'all need to move on," and y'all, we've been we moving just, on. For hundreds of years, right. like we look the other way all the damn time. All the time, yes. for yeah. many things, for almost everything. Yeah, because right. this country was not built. For, we're gonna move on. And look, just like I ain't coming back to this show with all these black folks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's it. This is my last that episode. The conversation. He's like, all right, uh, all right. Sorry, guys, that wasn't the topic. It just, you know, it took yeah, me there for a minute, yeah. but yeah. we'll move on. We'll yeah. move on. All right. So, but thank all, y'all. Thank it's all your topics. That's all. I don't have anything else to say. I'm gonna shut up for the rest of the show. Yeah. No. I'm. We love when you hear you talk. Okay, we're gonna move on to our EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Well, now this is interesting here to come off of the story that you're talking about mm-hmm. because of the fact that uh, we just had the SAG Awards that just took yes, place we last weekend that, that Courtney and I had the pleasure of being there. We actually were in the room when this question was asked, yes. um, ironically. But Sterling K. Brown, who we all know from This Is Us, he received the first black actor to win a SAG Award for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Drama Series. Kudos to you, Sterling, because you were yes. doing your thing and you've been in this game for a minute. Yes. So it also shows how hard work you got to stay the course and hopefully it pans out the way somewhat that you wanted to, which it has for him. Well, one of the questions that a journalist in the room asked him was, you know, something we've been talking about internally as press or black press is that you you have a lot of times where, you know, you have these black actors and they're walking these big red carpets, but they pass all the black outlets. And uh, that's been one one thing that's been upsetting to the black community. And then also there's a hashtag Black Press Matters uh, movement, which is taking place when uh, actually a journalist asked Sterling at the event, you've, you've always been vocal about the difference between the opportunities for black actors and white actors, what they receive. Are you aware of the disparities between the opportunities given to black journalists in comparison to white counterparts? Sterling took a moment when we were in the room and he kind of... T- looked yeah. at the room and it was literally we were probably three black journalists yeah, in the room it versus no, it was four. There were four, four of us versus 50 other people in the room who were not black who were Caucasian Sterling looked around in the room and said I'm taking a look around the room you have a point there are a lot of white people I never paid attention um, and shame on me for not doing so he said maybe this is a conversation that needs to start now and it's the beginning of a conversation and it is true when you look I mean we go to all these events and honestly we are put into a, a, a black media segment category section. space section <laughs> you're segregated, you're, you're segregated by side. all the other black media and then you look at around you at all the other outlets and you're like why aren't we able to have more presence here you know and it is a conversation that needs to happen and, and it goes back to also mm-hmm. kind of what I was starting to say a little bit earlier is we see a lot of these A-listers now that well, I won't say names but they walk past 
majority of the black outlets. Ooh. They're not stopping for interviews. But then you'll have A-list white people who... That'll lean over, they, they, give you they, a little something. You, you damn near get quick. knocked over. They're trying to talk to your outlet when you stop, you know, when you stop them. So it's it's an interesting thing of, of why is that? And and, and there's conversation that started with a, cop, a couple outlets saying that it's the PR. It's the, you know, uh, the PR doesn't see, you know, they're like, well, we, we're going to get that coverage by doing E or we're going to get that coverage by doing the bigger more, you know, entertainment tonight's, they'll get that black viewership there. Mm. But we're there to give you and support you on our side, too, because we've Absolutely. been there from the beginning as black people. We support our own. So what do you guys think about this conversation and this argument that, you know, first of all, that there's not a lot of black journalists in the room, and then also the fact that black actors are now, a lot of them pass through the, the black media outlets? Well, for me, I kind of think... It's kind of that saying where you feel like in our industry, you go mainstream. So a lot of people are just trying to get mainstream and get to the top. So they think the black journalists. And for us in Atlanta, it's a little different because we, all the black journalists are there. Atlanta is black Hollywood. It is black Hollywood. We want the talk shows. We want the press. We want the outlets of any kind, online, you name it, magazines. We love it. But sometimes when you think of mainstream and other places like L.A., it is kind of somewhat like, hey, you're going to get that anyway if you go here already where we're established. And it's kind of like a, it's it's an unspoken thing that yeah. it happens. And it's unfortunate. And mm-hmm. you're right. Shame on him for not paying attention to that. But sometimes Caucasian um Actresses just kind of feel like, hey, let me just be, be a friend. I can just yeah. talk to you. And they, they've already, it's a little easier for them. But the black person trying to climb the ladder, they feel like, okay, I want to get to that. I'm trying to get here first. Right. right. And that's their mentality, I think. Yeah. And oh, go ahead. I think more so it's like um, a lot of us try to be white famous, like the show White yeah. Famous. And it's yeah. like with black people, they support other black people, but we don't support like we should. Mm-hmm. I'm half yeah. Asian and Asians genuinely support each other and yeah. I feel like they're strong as a whole if black people supported each other the way Asians or other races supported each other then I feel like we would be at a bigger platform and a and um at a bigger stage of where we at where we are right now as 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 a race That's absolutely yeah. yeah and just to pick, just to be clear that room was very white. It wasn't very Asian. White. There was no. I yeah. mean, there might have been uh, Hispanic, but it's yeah. white passing, so you don't. It's not like obviously Hispanic and like right. that kind of thing. So and and it's very. It was very male. And very it was also male. very old. Yeah. So it's sort of yeah. like letting. When is it time? Like you work hard in these outlets, and maybe that's just because it's sort of the old guard, like, and they haven't moved away and yeah. passed away yet but it's kind of like the oscars it's yeah the shift you know? yeah so like it's like because you don't want to be like yo you worked hard and you've been working all these years and suddenly just because somebody's young they should be like brought up in the fold so i because we don't want to become ageist because the society is also very ageist so i get it but at the same time like old white men doing all the press all the time is kind of Boring. It's a problem. And it's yeah, boring. and I, I think that's going to change as other you know we we obviously are a place now there's black hub alive but there's also Blavity. There's so many different other outlets now that are starting to come up, and I think that that's also going to position itself to be more in the mainstream of of media as well. Well, I think that also is sort of the problem with this, because the cycle of things like Blavity and BHL, like, continuing to grow and become the ease and become those kinds, don't happen 
because we're being slighted. Well, yeah. that's true. Right. Yeah, and you, know, I mean, you can't deny what the people like. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. That's one thing. That's true. Numbers don't lie. As yeah. much as you try to shun it, but now this day and age, we got social media, so people can get to what they like. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. you can't stop it. Yeah. it. It doesn't matter. So that's why we're breaking seals on a lot of things because mm. it's not anymore where you can only see white TV yeah. or the TV cuts off or we only monitor so much. We're kind of breaking seals because people can get to it. That's true. Right. It's more democratic. And I feel like we also have like our own voice. We're not scared to talk as yeah. black people and I feel like a lot of people want to monitor that sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. you know so yeah. that's that goes into yeah. thing yeah I think it'll change I think it, it's going to be it's not going to happen overnight but I think it'll change, just like we've seen a slight change with the Oscar nominations over yeah. the last few years after, you know, the the whole conspiracy theory of Oscars so white a couple of years ago. So. Do you think black actors are skipping over black outlets because they don't want to be categorized? Yes, yeah, absolutely. 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 And, absolutely. and it's yeah. weird because I, <clears throat> when I say this, I'm, I'm going to be sensitive to it. I get it to an extent in the sense of you want to take it to the next level you don't want to be put into a uh, just one box i hate when people put me as oh the black hollywood live guy you know i i have more to me too than that but on the flip side of that we are very supportive of one another and we are the reason that we get to the next level anyway so don't forget that you know so even if i'm not saying come over and give me a 20 minute interview on the red carpet give me one one question right you know just you know come by and just answer that one question and support your black outlet and keep it moving go go to e and entertainment tonight and everywhere else as well but come support us you know and that's where it gets frustrating for me i'm actually curious because you brought up a good point talking about sort of the democratization of sort of social media and how that has sort of shifted things do we think it's because because that would then make you think that as a black actor I'm going to talk to my people and help them grow. I'm going to talk to eat and help them grow mm-hmm. because I know it doesn't matter. People are going to get their information from all of these places and I can't be put into a box because Absolutely. it's everywhere and yeah. everybody's right. looking it at is. all of this. And we all n- sort of know that now. So do you think it's just they forget because they're on a the carpet? Do you think it's not, they're not as aware or we still subscribe to this idea that the white is valid be, be, yeah, is more valid more of a validation is more yeah. validation yeah. Right. than if I, mean, I get an interview and on and you're still stuck in that especially because you gotta remember like you said these are some actors that's been in the game a long time yeah. trying to count this ladder hmm. so millenniums like we get it we're like hey these millenniums are making it off right. YouTube and yeah. we get how important this is and your PR team gets how important that are but you climbing as a ladder for those many years sometimes you forget where you are and yeah. the, how the world has changed mm-hmm. and how you won't be categorized you won't be in that category that category if you don't put yourself there yeah. yourself. Right. Yeah. But I feel like too racism racism is still so big that True. social media platform makes it better to speak out because I had a situation not too long ago in the Beverly Center at uh, Dolce & Cabana pregnant like what eight happened? and a half months pregnant. Um, they accused me of stealing a purse. Oof. So they thought I guess I put it in my stomach cuz wow. I just wow. had a little purse. And I had that purse, actually. And um, they thought I stole a purse, so we had, like, six bags of shoes. So my brother put the shoes down, and um, he was like, check the bags. You know, he was really mad, so they didn't want to check the bags. So they went back, watched the videos, and said that um, we couldn't go back there to watch the videos for them. So we were literally in front of the store waiting. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah, being he- like being detained, pretty much, Oof. with two uh, mall security outside. It's on my social media. Like, a a lot of people posted it, a lot of people commented on it. You know, I just wanted it to be heard because I felt like 
I mean, I shop there all the time, you know, for someone to go in there and accuse me of stealing. Mind you, we were already out of the store yeah. and came back and was going down to valet to get the car. And they were like, that's them. And there were people in the store. It's embarrassing. It was on yeah. New Year's Eve. Like, you it was have to name drop to get some respect because Absolutely. of your color. She yeah. shouldn't have to say my fiance is a heavyweight champion of the world or I'm on this. You shouldn't have to right. yeah. be able to like, yeah. And, and that's are. what yeah. I didn't want to do of course. because, you know, it's just like, why? You should treat me like I respect I'm that. Anybody. Yeah, yeah. Love I'd love that you didn't do that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was a lot, and I'm mind you, I like I have I've been having panic attacks, so I was like I could have went into pre labor. Yeah. yeah, I went off. I completely went off on them, and I'm usually like a quiet type of person, and I I completely went off. And how did they respond to you? What did they say? They didn't apologize. Wow. Yeah, they still, they, did, they still have not apologized, Ooh. so I'm taking matters in my own hands. So I hope that. it's on the show yeah. next year. See, that's what that, that's well, just yeah. that frustrates me. You know, yeah. we still Racism dealing with that. Still real. And still and the crazy thing about it was they told me that I fit the profile. So I was asking Ooh. what the profile was. So I'm thinking they're gonna say it's a pregnant woman, but they said it was an African American woman with sandals on. Stop. That was, yeah. that was our profile. That was my profile. That's the profile. That Not, the profile. Yeah. Wow. In the mall. In the mall. In the mall. I worked in a mall for like six years. The profile is a woman with a stroller. Because that's who be stealing. They usually right. white women. Right. It's usually white women with a stroller. And because they know they're not going to get stopped. They literally told us that. I worked at the Gap for six years. Okay. In high school and college. And I'm like, really? A black woman in San... Yeah. <laughs> that was her. Whatever. That was her. It was that. Well, I'm sorry that that happened to you. Because I just... Uh, and a pregnant woman. Like... Yeah. Mind you, clearly That's pregnant. Like, clearly like, pregnant. like I would be scared to say anything just because I didn't want to stress you out. It's right. a purse. It's a purse. Right, 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 right. Like, well, just the fact that they didn't even issue an apology that's what no. that's what really yeah. just irritates Should've me no more yeah, and then they told me like congratulations because when I finally said like you know this is what you guys are doing this is embarrassing people are coming in and out they had everyone on me so as people were coming in and out they're laughing like yeah. you know we look crazy yeah. we didn't get taken to the back yeah. it was Please, like yeah. in front of everyone yeah. gosh so they didn't get you a chair sit you down nothing no water nothing wow Damn. How embarrassing is well, that? Rude. Beverly Hills, baby. Beverly Hills. Oh. Don't go to that store. Yeah. yeah. Ban that store. Yeah. They, no. they don't support us, we don't support them. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I hate the Beverly Center. Just like, don't go to the mall. He's like, order online. He's like, I'm going to Westville, Fox Hills. He's like, Fox Hills. I go to Fox Hills. My white guy problem. I can't ever park there. Right, right. The Cinnabon is always, the line is so long at Wetzel's Pretzels. That's all they have right now at Wetzel's Pretzels. It's so disappointing. That's true. It's like, it's mayhem in there right now. It is. All right. Well, this story actually, in a lot of ways, is a good follow up to somewhat of your story. Yeah. Um, We're talking about H and M, and we all—if you, you know—have been paying attention to any social media or or the news, you know about the couple weeks ago they were catching a huge amount of heat because of the coolest monkey in the jungle jungle hoodie that the black kid is wearing, uh, which made an uproar all around the world because people are like, "Why is this little black kid and this?" 
out, you know, this sweatshirt saying anything about a jungle and and a monkey and H and M has issued an apology. They didn't know. They were like, I don't know what's going on. I, we didn't realize this was racist and all this kind of stuff. Lies. Which I'm gonna give you the side eye on that one too. Lies but you tell, right? you tell. But apparently they are trying to uh, make some changes over there at H and M because they've hired a woman by the name of Annie Wu who will fill the role as the global leader for diversity and inclusiveness. Um, the cover up. The cover up. <laughs> the cover up. The PR. The PR. Right. So they said that, that you know once again H and M issued an apology. They hired this person to kind of do uh, I would say racism the control. Up. The cover up. But they don't even have like a description of like what her actual, what her actual yeah. 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 yeah yeah yeah. It's like you're a multi-billion dollar brand at this Absolutely. point. You, you ain't have a multicultural you... person already. That's they that's didn't have where time to think of and the you... cover up that good. Exactly. <laughs> and that was the problem. She's a diversity person. Yeah. <laughs> and they got real nervous when the South Africans, yeah. you know, they started uh, they vandalizing burning yeah. and burning yeah. down stores. So they, they, they that's when they hired that, uh, so, that that leader don't diversity. Don't support the negative violence and the burning down. I don't the support buildings, that. No, but sometimes, but sometimes you you know get angry. It. <laughs> get angry. It's real. They were trying to prove a point. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And you know, you know, no offense, but you know, white folks get a little scared when that black people get a little aggravated and start throwing chairs. See, that's why they don't give us Oh no, they upset. Do not upset them. That just makes me have a question. (laughs) Again, Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. You're the white guy in the room. I'm happy to speak. (laughs) (laughs) On behalf of the community. As he said, the white folks be getting a little nervous when the black folks get angry and really start doing stuff, right? Especially the black women. Why? They get real nervous with the black women. But, like, y'all. No offense, but like y'all just have a St. Patty's Day parade and start like burning up cars and jumping on <laughs> shit. Why are y'all fine with that? But you mad and scared well, when the black folks get angry. And we got something to be mad about. Right. right. They exactly. just drunk. Right. First of all, let me say that's the Irish. Justify <laughs> <laughs> that group of people real quick. <laughs> I am an Ohio Midwestern. <laughs> all I do is quietly repress everything that I say. <laughs> you you know. I know that's. So it's away. different. Yep. I can't speak on behalf of the Irish. I won't do that. <laughs> You'll have to ask Bree, one of our other producers. That's, That's funny. Well, yeah. they're trying to make some changes. I mean, uh, you know, I want to ask you guys this because we talked about this. Would you shop in H&M anymore after what happened? Or have you shopped in H&M? No. Since no. And we, would you go back in? No. I'm just baffled. Like, how did it pass that meeting? <laughs> I know. Right. Like, That's what I'm saying. You know, when the billboard was know. up in the meeting, did some no one looked at it and right. said, hmm, you know I don't know about this the monkey and about the about black kid. Well, everybody in H&M is white. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> thinks that a tiger represents yes. strength <laughs> and then a monkey represents because you, you have to think of the panel, right? Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. The panel, and they put it, it yep. up there, and everybody had to say, good job. It was not right. one person. You know, right. everybody, had to, so everybody right. had to go, you know what, this is it. This you know, is, like, yeah. how did it get there? I, I just think. don't believe that it wasn't something intentional. Oh, I agree. I don't, I don't believe I don't, that it wasn't. So. there. No. I don't think it wasn't intentional. Not Even in 2018. Put it up and take it down. Right. It was yeah. something it, They wanted, it, someone it, wanted to catch a reaction. Absolutely. Someone did. I feel like it was a publicity stunt. Yes. Yeah. To yeah. get For more sure. people to buy. I mean, they had a, like a crazy sale after it. That's true. A crazy sale. That's true. Yeah. Oh my god. That's, true. Money, That's messed up, they just though, said man. That was gonna, you know, they were going to shoot themselves. Yeah, the they didn't right. know it was going to be that big. Right. What would be worse? It being an accident that really no one saw it or it being on purpose? Because they both are pretty bad. 
I mean, I think they're equal, actually. Yeah. It's a lose-lose, man. Because the first one, I'm just looking at you like you're stupid. But they probably <laughs> thought it was going to be a win with like, oh, we're going to have a blowout sale after this because right. of the reaction, the reaction that we're going to have. Yeah. But take it back. Did they think of that because of the, how our government is set up right now? I right. Mean, why did they think that this would be a good publicity right. if it was on purpose? That's like, true. Right. You know, hey, race is kind of back hot right now. Let's right. throw this Let's out. Let's throw this in there. Get some sales real quick. the whole, like, intent behind this? Or is the third issue that it was on purpose because they don't give a fuck and they actually still subscribe to these ideas Ooh, and images right. of black people and don't care that that's because like or uh, I don't know yeah or to say you know okay let's go back I guess we can say what we want but or to set the tone like hey this is the tone and yeah we're setting it this is who we are and this is it because yeah. remember when I forgot his name but he got on um CNN and he said listen guys you're mad at the white people, but we're still the majority. Yeah. So right. maybe they were just setting the tone, like, we're still the majority still right. here. Yeah. Just and pipe down. Simmer down. Pipe down. Simmer, Simmer down, down Negroes. Stay in your place. Stay in your place. I, I feel like that's Monkeys. where it <laughs> you know, that's what it, You know, that's what, that's what it is. Like, I mean, stay you in your know, place. But I, no, I feel like that's way more of the lane than, ooh, we were trying to get a say. They don't care. I really think that the people exist in that space of, this is where you are. Not everybody, exactly. But anybody that was empowered to And the girl that they hired doesn't even have a role like a description right. on her responsibilities yeah. on what she's doing you right. so, really can't google it yeah no, no you no. can't I tried to find yeah, we, tried, yeah, yeah. we did too I was like I want to see the bullet points of what her job <laughs> yeah, is right, right. but all it says is diversity and inclusiveness what is right. that it is disappointing <laughs> because like when you do that your job as a reaction is if you're gonna make a symbol make such a mm-hmm. symbolic mistake you you can't make a purely symbolic Reaction, right? But they've done it all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. that's been how like, it's sort of like the system has existed this way for eternity, and it has worked. So why would they do anything different? Yeah. It's like, oh, now, okay, so now they kind of mad, or oh, they way more mad than we thought. Okay, so we just gonna put a diversity council right. in place that doesn't really do anything and doesn't really say anything and doesn't really have any power, but it looks like we're doing and to make you guys feel make better. you feel yeah. better because you'll start shopping again because right, right. Yeah, and we're on end, sale right now because right. in the we're end, on sale everything's seventy percent right. off right now right. Right. we're still gonna make money and right. it's still gonna be yeah. fine because in the end everything and is about money it right. is. Yeah, it's it a is. damage control. It's so damage control. Sure. It's so depressing. All right, well, we'll move on from that. That was such we, a we, sad. I know, and we can move on. I don't know if this up. is even better, but uh, <laughs> this is better. Yeah, I think it's better. You think so? You didn't like his video. Okay. Chamillionaire. We're gonna talk about it. Did you say Chamillionaire? <laughs> That's what I call him. Even That's why I, I come as a joke. It does like have an H, though. So. Okay, so you was playing. No, I'm saying. I bet Jeff can like, say do the whole song. Do it. You can do the right. You know, Chamillionaire. No, I know. Right. I say always. I always <laughs> call like, it as a joke. I always say Chamillionaire all the time because it's always I mean, like. As long as it was a joke, I was. Just, <laughs> it was a joke. I'm black. It was a joke. You said it real serious. Like it wasn't I did not say it serious. Actually, I did not. Chamillionaire. Anyway, Chamillionaire. Clap back. Come on, we gotta keep moving. All right, Chamillionaire. Clap back. All right, Chamillionaire. Clap back because he recently got in trouble for a social media post that he was doing, and because of the fact that he has been helping a immigrant family, and in this pre. Trump error supporters, you know, post 
moment of where we're at right now. Uh, he has gotten a lot of backlash from Trump supporters because of the fact that they were saying things like, why are you helping this family? Um, and basically the story is that he helped support a Mexican family after the father was deported from the United States and split from his loved ones after spending 30 years in America. So critics uh, didn't understand why a black man would want to help a Mexican family in this way, and, and a lot of black people. Had and a we're still all yeah. minority. And a lot of black people. Yeah. A lot of black people. It was a lot of black people as well talking about it as well. <sighs> so he came back and said, you know, he clapped back. He, we have a video which I think we only have the audio right now, right? Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So we're going to play the audio of his uh, statement that he put on Instagram um, to, to in response to all the uh, negativity that he he's receiving. Wrong. Everybody, I just want to give y'all an update because apparently there are a lot of people that have an opinion about me trying to reach out to the family of Jorge Garcia after he was split from his family and deported after 30 years of being in the United States. Now, I was just trying to reach out to the family. But unfortunately, a journalist that I reached out to took the email that I sent to him that I was trying to keep private and made it public. And for those of you familiar with me, you know I'm the last person to chase publicity or attention. So I would like to say thank you to the wonderful people on social media that did more than just criticize. The people that helped me get in touch with Jorge Garcia's wife, Cindy Garcia. We had a dope conversation. I believe that she has and will continue to be an amazing advocate for immigrant rights. My parents are immigrants, so I feel some type of way. If you're like me and feel like our immigrants have been unfairly treated, you can help by going to GoFundMe.com and searching for Jorge Garcia. That's J-O-R-G-E. Donate. And they're not just fighting for their family. They've been fighting for immigrants for a while. What's up, Eric? Bam. All right. Cool. So that was his clapback. And I, I loved it. I loved yeah, it. I mean, how classy. He killed Very. it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I have mad respect for him for that. You know, he didn't. I feel like we're all minorities at the exactly. end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. So we should help each other. Exactly. And places like Texas, and I lived in Houston for six years. Places like Texas, California, it's a big melting pot. And you mm-hmm. kind of all look out for one another. And this guy is. I mean, America's heart goes out for him. You know, I mean, him and his family, I mean, went through a tough situation. And they have really still reached back in this tough time to help other people. Why are we hating on him? And my whole thing is, my whole thing is you help who you want to help. At the end of the day, if he has a connection Mm -hmm. with that family, then why not? His ties can go to whoever. Whatever he wants to do. You know, let him put his 10% wherever he wants to. And he also said that his attachment to Hispanic people also um, helped his career. It helped his career. So it's like a personal thing for him, too. I I just didn't understand why so many black people were upset by it. Because they were like, why don't you help somebody black? There's there's, there's a little history of black versus Mexican and like hostile sort of... Some kind of way keeping black because it's like Mexican. I think it's rooted in sort of anything else. Like everybody's class wise, like well, if we better than black people, then you know Mm. we're something something. above something. So it sort of came same way. Like poor white people in the South was trying to be above slaves when they was all working slaves and freaking sharecroppers once the war was over. So it's just everybody's trying to like find their and there's some rooted, you know, especially gang wise and stuff like that, like things like that that happen, but. I thought this was amazing because that Jorge story had me all kinds of pissed off last week. <laughs> I know. <what> <laughs> and I was just like, if, and it, but it also, I think it makes people see, because I think people need to see what is happening to understand what's happening. Because like where I grew up, 
I don't really know no Mexicans. I don't really know. And it's big in Texas. And it's huge in Texas. And Cali. And that's the thing. Living out here showed me a whole nother view of what the deal was. And of course, like now in Atlanta, there's lots of Mexicans and Hispanic people and things. But that wasn't the case when I was growing up. So I can understand where some people are in that like, well... They they subscribe to what news and shit is telling us. Like they taking our resources, they getting social security, they getting welfare. You can't get welfare if you ain't got a social security number, y'all. Like these people right. are working hard people. Some right. of them have been here and now are adults that don't qualify for DACA because they're forty or they're forty one, and they have families and they've been here their whole lives and they're possibly about to be sent back to a True. country that they know nothing of. Right. So Which, it's sort of like you just you just don't know anyone. Struggle. You don't know anybody's right. struggle and the assumption that. These people are just here, and they just robbing us, and like it's bullshit. And it's yeah. a right. and it's a narrative Absolutely. that was brought up by some people that are benefiting from sending these people back. I mean, that's right. true. Okay. That's true. And that ain't what America was ever. Okay, because y'all came over on Ellis Island and came with all kind of stuff, and people accepted you and loved you. And the fact that you want to do the opposite is just distressing at this point in time. Sorry. And you dropped the mic. We ain't look, look. You dropped the mic. I, I can't. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it just hurts my soul. Camillionaire like, is a well-spoken dude. He's a very well. He's very intelligent. He's very intelligent. Although you kind of can't say that, Jeff. Wait, wait. <laughs> You can't say that. You're not allowed to say that. You can't say, oh my God, you're so articulate. I'm going to let that one go. the biggest insult from a white It's the biggest insult. Oh my God, Courtney, you are so well-spoken. It's more just rappers in general. It's nice to see anyone in the community, black or white. I'm thinking of people like my parents who, no matter what color, any rapper, they would just discount right away. Like 2 chain. Like 2 chain. Even like Eminem, like really well-spoken dude, but I think a lot of people would just assume not. I like you threw that Eminem in there. You was like, I'm going to Let me get my credit real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that, that in there real quick. Because, you know, Eminem is rough around the head. Like, yeah. That's why you can't judge a book by its That's cover. That's very true. Yeah. Absolutely. Very true. I just think, I meant that more just from, it's nice to see people in the hip-hop community, yeah. you know, yeah. no, get I that opportunity. Too. I agree. Because yeah. there, there's a stereotype and a stigma for everything, and there's a stereotype that a person will not be able to have an intelligent conversation, which is not true, because a lot of rappers... Of course. Are very intelligent. That's how they got to where they're they are. They're freaking exactly. poets. Like, right. can y'all come yeah. up with a rap? Right. Yeah. You know what I was going to say? That I don't understand why, as people, whatever race, we have to explain ourselves all the, the time. time. All the time. Like, I felt right. like you didn't have to explain yourself. We know what it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Off of your personality alone, we knew you were just joking. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like every time, every situation, every problem, it's always an explanation. You and think that's people are too the, sensitive, though? Right now, because I think I think that's because yeah. everybody's sensitive but about everything. Like, yeah. Hell you yeah. Reason to be mad. <laughs> He's a hell yeah. You, you, you do, but at the same time, it's just like pick your battles. That's yeah. yeah. Trying to, your we're battles. just trying to get black people to be smarter and pick your battles. Right. Because at the end of the day, when they go low, you go high. Like you, you legit mm. can't let your character yeah. be determined just because they treat you that way. You don't go treat the Mexicans. That but way. I feel or like too, as black together. people, that's as true. black people, we're tired of taking the high road. So yeah. I feel like that. Yeah. Real tired. We real tired. Really That's I like the, the low road, road doesn't take like anywhere. Right. Mom told me, Keisha, if you quit, you know what you're gonna get. Nothing. Right. So if it's you, a catch if you quit taking though. that high road, you know what you're gonna get. 
the low road. It's yeah. just no. It's just nothing you can do but keep fighting, and that's yeah. what we have to do right now for our, uh, ourselves Absolutely. and our kids in yeah. the future. I agree. We just I, gotta fight smart. We gotta fight smart. smart so I'm, not I'm, hard. I'm with Telly on this because we've had this conversation on the show before about I get tired of having to explain everything or having to explain to how you need to understand, right? You know, yeah. or, or or putting it in yeah. a way that you can understand. Yeah. No, I mean, why why is that my responsibility right. as a black And why person? do you care? And why do you care? And right. right. Exactly. It's because we have to care. We have to care. Yeah. But you know what we really care about? We care about WAGs on E. That's what we care about. All right, you guys, we got a couple questions for you guys before we get out of here. All right, so what made you want to be a part of the show? Because, you know, obviously it's been a very big success, uh, the other franchises of WAGs for, for E. What made you want to be a part of the Atlanta version of the show? So when they approached us, we were actually playing the Miami Dolphins. Um, the Miami franchise had just come out, and a few of the cast members that were there we were really good friends with. Um, CJ, my boyfriend, he played with you know a lot of the boyfriends and the fiancés on the team. So we kind of knew what was happening at the time when it first you know started. So when they came to Atlanta and they approached us with that, because a lot of our base, our home, like places Atlanta and if you have to you know go with another team or something you'll just be bi-coastal but uh, we just thought it'd be a good opportunity to just shine a light on what we deal with in day to day and we knew we were going we were on our way out of the NFL so we were going to deal with a lot of things and we experienced post NFL life I mean we experienced CTE symptoms we experienced disability Mm -hmm. we experienced what he's going to have to think about at 50 in 15 or so years when he's just 35 and has pains like a 55 year old you know Mm -hmm. so I mean it was just kind of like us shining the light on it's what's real and we knew we could bring that to the table Nice. My situation was a little bit different. Um, (laughs) My man, he's at the prime of his career right now. So um, I feel like as a boxer, you don't get endorsements or you get looked like shunned upon Mm -hmm. because you're a fighter. So they automatically think you're violent. And I felt like him doing this would be a different platform for him to, you know, he's a goofy, funny guy. Mm -hmm. And I was more so in his shadow. So I was like, I want to have a platform for myself as well. You know, put my business out there, put my website out there, and just do something for me outside of our relationship being his girlfriend and just being known as his girlfriend. So that's why I don't like to throw his name out there all the time because it's just like I'm already known as that, you know. So it was more so that for me. What have you learned about yourself since you've been on the show that you didn't know about before? For me, that I can speak up, um, I'm, I usually am timid when it comes to certain things, but I've learned that I'm stronger as a woman, that I have to face my battles. Um, I go into, I, obviously I'm pregnant, so um, my situation, he has three baby mamas and four kids, so I was like, I refuse to be another baby mama, and we've been playing house for three years, so I'm like, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, like, where are we going from here? What are we going to do? Like, we're having a baby. Uh, last year, I miscarried. So I was, like, from stress. So I was, like, I'm not going to stress. If we're not going to do this my way, I'm out. Yeah, I, and I, think, I think she's right. We learned how to stand up for ourselves with our men. And for me, I'm a firecracker, so I had to learn how to choose my battles, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, time's up. What we doing? This ain't it. So, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm just causing all kinds of riff a little bit, you know, and pushing the envelope. But I just... 
really got in, get, got comfortable with defending my standing up for myself and saying, hey, you know what? If this is not going to be it, let me try something else and yeah. let's just you know, see what a woman can do. And we're a lot alike, but we're a lot different, too. The way she handles her situations is a little bit different than the way I handle my situation. So it's it's been a a journey. But we're a support system. How do you guys navigate? Because there's, like, always the tension on the show, like, sort of the point is the wives and then the girlfriends, and you're not quite a wife yet, and then you're getting shade a little bit for not being a wife, especially if you have a kid. And I know there were some issues with, you know, them saying some things about you and why you ended up with a child and you weren't married and that kind of thing how do you sort of navigate that space and still feel especially because I'm sure you also get it from social media oh, yeah. and then you just get it in life in general just because you're dating an athlete the assumption is always oh, oh she's with him for money and she's doing this and blah, blah, blah. like and especially as black women and that's what you're putting out you know to the nation and you've yeah. decided like this is going to be positive like what, what what are you doing like in your like regular life space to try to like work your way through those waters Well, for me, I think the biggest thing is what you said, just kind of going back to you got to focus on yourself. You got to focus on, like, honestly, your your goals, like short-term goals equal long-term success. You have Mm -hmm. to start there. Mm -hmm. And when you're comfortable, you're going to get hate all kinds of ways. Like you said, I can't explain myself. Especially with a man of caliber. Exactly. And that's just, it's levels to this. So Mm -hmm. if you ain't ready, if you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. Because I'm here to show you, like you said, prove to you that I can do this until you figure out yourself, until you believe in me. So for me, it's not really like, you know, I need to prepare myself. It's more of the motivation to show you like here I am and I feel like us not just you know us being strong as a woman individually but with a man of that caliber have to be even stronger because they already are you know that big of a of a a person yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) absolutely it's it's hard you know to get yourself back as a person and it's just like you have to focus on yourself you have to focus on your dreams you can't just like I gave up my life to be with him I moved to Alabama you know wow. like I yeah like, just moving to Alabama my child like I did I did a lot yeah. so I was like you know I lost myself I lost my character I lost myself so I'm just now getting back on my feet again I was so busy trying to help him grow and help his empire grow it was kind of like where's my empire yeah. you know we could build an empire together I love right. that so, and everyone gets it's like the stereotype that we had nothing going on before yeah. them we're hard working women like I say all the time I've been a six figure bitch like I didn't need to try to like sure. get in that <laughs> but what you do still have to do is be smart with it you and be strong and be strong with it because if you're weak as a woman they'll take full advantage mm-hmm. of you do whatever oh, yeah. they want they already feel like they could do whatever they want yeah. you know so so it seems like both of you guys even looked at this as as a, a business opportunity for yourself as well, like to expand from this, which I think a lot of people don't do that. Um, I think people or are starting else, to, but try. or they try. But you guys have had a definite plan, which I really like because you yeah. you have a book that you're. you're yes, that, I have a book. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's called "So You Want to Be a Wag." Yeah. And what what will people find in that book? Like I, I mean, we know the title, but what will they? What so, information will they get? So you want to be a wag. It's kind of the catchy topic because you know we're using platform here sure. but it's really 30, 30 things you need to know to be the ultimate catch and it's basically being the ultimate catch is being the ultimate self it's being the ultimate you so it's 30 tips on everything about a woman that to be that equals being the ultimate you beauty tips parenting tips relationship communication um, our vegan life we had to go to a plant-based diet and when my boyfriend decided to change over it was just a lot of tips that I had that I needed 
to transition my family over to that lifestyle. Mm. So it really, and people come to us for a lot of advice, and I just say, hey, here's 30 tips that we do in depth that really help out to be an all-around woman in our household and not just have one thing going on. Like I always say, I don't live on an air mattress. Like everything right. matches. Like a home right. will match how we are, how our children are raised, how we do our community service. Like everything is all in one platform, and that's what we're trying to, you know, show as a woman or represent. Well, they're telling us we got to wrap it. I'd like for you guys to just tell us two things. What would what would you want the audience and the viewers to know about you two and take away from you on the show? Um, for me, that I'm not just a girlfriend of an athlete, that I do have more to offer. You know, I am a nurse. I do have um, an app coming out in val- on Valentine's Day. I have a website. I have a shop on my website. I do um, recipes. I cook as well. So I'm not just a pretty face and that that's it. That's yeah. all you have. So I do want people to see that from me. And what's the app that's coming out? It's um, How to Get the Man You Want with Telly Swift. Oh, I like mm. that. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's tellyswift.com. Yeah, tellyswift.com is my website. So I, I do have all that going on as well. And what's your social media just for, for fans to At know? Telly Swift. At Telly Swift. Okay. Yes. And Keisha. And I'm KeishaDenise.com. And my social media is at KeishaDenise. And what do you want people to take away from you on the show? Um, well, definitely being a strong woman. I want people to take away that you can have it all. We don't have to pick and choose. We just maybe have to coordinate the season but we don't have to pick and choose what we want to be successful in. I love that. Mm. That's beautiful. Courtney, what do you want people to take away from you today, Miss Sister Courtney? I'm going to be real honest. I can't even think straight. I'm so hungry. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm thinking about this food right now. But take away that I always have an opinion on everything, so I'm always going to be talking here on Thursdays at 5 o'clock. So if you want to hear me talking during the week, I'm going to try to do some more of it. You can find me everywhere at Stuart Starlet on the Instagrams, the Twitters, and whatnot. Don't find me on Facebook because I'm... I don't really do that. Jeff. <laughs> I think for me, I want people to take away that Camillionaire is very well spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Shamillionaire. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If, if you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey Seagram. Tomorrow at 10 a.m., I host a show called The Unproduced Table Read, where I bring in Dope. award-winning writers, and we read their scripts on air with professional actors, and we interview the writers. So tomorrow we're reading our first play on the show. It's a Yay. good one. And uh, we'll see you there. Check it right. out. I love it's that. Great. You can find me at Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also on the Reels channel for the show Broken Famous, where I'm going to give you all the tea on celebrities who were rich and then went broke like 50 Cent. You can check me out there. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Check out Wags on E. Yeah. Especially these two. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. (laughs) The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.